the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Happy day to you. We're pushing ever so slowly towards Friday. And as my boss in radio once told me, when I'd say, hey, happy Friday, he'd say, never met a bad one. Anyhow, and anyway, we'll talk about that sooner than later. Jobless claims show an uneven recovery. Ugh. I hate saying this, but we need stimulus. I come from a background of we don't need stimulus. We don't need stimulus. But now I'm starting to change my tune. We need stimulus. Not in the short term. I'm not changing my tune. In this scenario, we need stimulus. Bumble has a date with a stock market coming up. I know you're saying that's clever, Rob. Um, okay, maybe not clever. But Bumble, one of those dating websites, is managed to figure out how to get themselves in front of the public. Uh, there's already, there's no shortage of publicly traded love apps with match.com dating app. Bumble collected $2.2 billion after increasing the size of its deal. Again, pricing above its expected range. They're going to have a ton of cash. What I just told you is they collected $2.2 billion and they said, Hey, public, you're going to be able to buy a piece of that $2.2 billion company, but we're going to put that cash in our kitty and we're going to do a lot of marketing and when you buy a piece of our company, we're going to go out there and we're going to show the world how great we are with revenues and earnings and with market plans. So Bumble publicly traded. They operate two apps. One's called Bumble and one's called Badu. They've got more than 40 million users who use the apps each month to connect with new people. Um, not much of an online dater. So I don't know the difference really between Bumble and other sites, maybe this might be the one that allows women to choose the men. Maybe Match.com is the one with a bigger um, database of people. Maybe Tinder is the one where you're more likely to get lucky. Maybe they're all kind of appealing to different crowds. eHarmony, oof, which one is that? The one for nerds and librarians, if you take a look at the commercials. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hey, 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 no hate on me, okay? Let's not cancel Rob Black quite yet. Cancel culture is ramping up yet again. Uh, we saw late, 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 late last night Disney fire an employee. Did Snow White get fired? No. Did Cinderella get fired? No. Did Tinderella, who stars on Tinder and is all about hooking up with princes, get fired? No. Gina Carano got fired after some abhorrent social media posts, according to Disney's reflection on 
her character on Mandalorian where she actually goes out and kills people or something like that. We can't handle that side of her, but we can handle the side where she is a mercenary and goes around killing stormtroopers. So MMA fighter Cara Dune, she was on the Disney Plus show Mandalorian for a couple of years, the first two years, got let go by Disney because she, she used to be an MMA fighter. I don't know much about her career. But she posted some stuff on Instagram a few years ago where she talked about Jewish people and the Nazi Germany. <laughs> Donald Trump fired her. <laughs> kind of, sort of, maybe. No, it was Mickey Mouse who fired her. Hey, Gina, come on in my office. I have something to tell you. You're fired. You can't pick on Jews. I don't know if you know this, but my dad's name is... I'm not going to say Mickey Mouse's dad's name is uh, a Jewish name because I just caught myself before I get hit with cancel culture. But Mickey fired Gina. Um, The only thing I'm going to tell you, because I really don't quite understand this, is be careful what you post on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Pretend like your grandfather is going to read it. Pretend like your loved ones are going to read it, your children. Pretend like your boss, who's going to give you a bazillion dollars one day, is going to read it. And if you could offend anyone, don't do it. Be milk toast. Be be simple. Be e- And I was like, milk toast. Did I just say something that's racist? I don't even know. Um, I'm fearful of everything I say at this point in time, and it stinks. We live in an obnoxious world right now where political opinions on social media do not uh, cohesively live together. So Mickey had to fire Gina. And she was probably slated to be in a couple upcoming Disney Plus shows. Mandalorian still sticking around. The uh, Boba Fett prequel TV show looks like it's in the works on some way, some shape, some form. I don't quite know. But that brings us to Disney at this point in time. And Disney is in earning season. So they're the next one up. And all we care about is streaming with Disney. And Again, I got to be careful on how I say this because it's not the only thing we care about. With Disney, their stock has recently run from $130 to $180. I own shares of Disney. To me, Disney was a company that was around when I was a kid. My first memory of Disney was I didn't go to Disney, but my sister, my freaking fucking sister went to Disney. So I'm eight years older than her, and my dad didn't love me. (laughs) Boo-hoo-hoo, cry for Rob, right? But my sister got to go to Disneyland and Disney World. And I always wanted to go to Disneyland and Disney World. I think in my heart of hearts, I would have mapped it out. I would have had the best time ever. I've never been to either or. So Disney's on on tap to report earnings at this point in time, and all we care about are their earnings tied towards streaming. I might have that slightly wrong, but I don't think I do. Taylor Swift is ready to launch recorded music. She is an interesting one. I, I know you're going to say, don't say it, don't say it. I listen to her album Evermore. Is that the name of it? Um, I'm not great with album names anymore because you used to have to actually go to a store and buy the album and you would actually pick it up and whether it would be a CD or vinyl, you'd say, oh, this is the album. But now it's just that new album. I think it's called Evermore. Um, it's pretty good. If you think Taylor Swift is all about 
uh, boppy kind of pop music. It's not anymore. So anyway, Taylor Swift has surprised fans with two new albums, Folklore and Evermore. She's revealed that she's been re-recording her first six albums due to control of her own masters. I bring this up, um, again, in large part, read the contracts that she signed. If you can, ask a lot of questions. And this could go into insurance, for instance. If the snowstorm is about to hit you, if a rainstorm is about to hit you, if an ice storm is about to hit you, if a hurricane is about to hit you, try to talk to your insurance people before damage happens. Get to know what is going to be covered and how much. I have to imagine right now if I were to throw out there, hey, if your apartment, if your house gets broken in today, what is your deductible on replacing your TV? Most people wouldn't know. You should know before there's a worst-case scenario. And Taylor Swift ran into a worst-case scenario. She signed contracts where she couldn't control her own music in the future. I think that I'm boiling it down a little too simply, but she's re-recording her first six albums. When you're 16 and somebody loves you, I'm totally into the re-recordings. And I know you're not going to do it. Spotify's got some issues. There's not a lot of money in streaming music. See how this all ties together? There's more money in podcasting. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Get my podcast now. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Probably one of my favorite things this week has been the lawyer who appeared on Zoom as an adorable kitten. (laughs) Just kind of a reminder, yeah, we are in a pandemic, 21st century problems. A judge is like, "Uh, you may want to change your filter. And he goes, judge, I'm I'm not a kitten. I'm not a cat. (laughs) When a lawyer has to tell a judge in a court proceeding, I'm not a cat. And the judge goes, I know. You just need to change your filter. Well, okay, it might have happened in Texas. I know. You just need to change your filter. I'm not a cat. Um, I think we need more cat lawyers is what I came to the conclusion on. There's a business headline out there about Rachel Richards, a real estate investor who retired at 27 and makes over $15,000 a month in passive income. She's cute. She's adorable. She's young. Uh, I would be very, very cautious when you see stories that you want to try to recreate because sometimes people catch lightning in a bottle. The story goes that she retired at 27 years old. She teaches others how they can do the same by earning passive income. I'm very leery of that. I've seen more people go bankrupt than hit a home run by buying rental properties as a means to an end. And what I mean by that is I see more people make financial mistakes trying to hit a home run versus being a little bit more conservative in their approach. I have no problem against using real estate as an income driver. But when you look at someone who's 27 years old and you're like, wow, she's got no zits. Her eyes are beautifully manicured. Um, Geez, I wish I did that when I was 27 kind of thing or married her because passive income to last me until the day. Just be very cautious, okay? 
I see more people go bankrupt than hit home runs. And I've been to some of these investor meetings. I've been invited as a speaker in the past and they won't have me anymore because I tend to tell people don't do it. <laughs> hey, Rob, can you come talk to our investment club about buying into rental real estate? And then I get there and it turns into this like cheerleading event. It's crazy. Of uh, You can do it. What are we going to do? We're going to buy, buy, buy. What are we going to do? Real estate, real estate, real estate. When now, now, now. And like it, I would be very cautious because the people that hold those kind of seminars more often than not are realtors or mortgage lenders. They're not you. And they're trying to get you to do transactions with them. And it's a little shaky. It's a little shady. It's a little bit eh if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Anyone who tells you like, hey, quit your day job, do this, just be cautious. Your day job pays your bills. And I'm not telling you don't do it. I'm saying do it on the weekends if you need to. Do it late at night if you need to. Be cautious about putting your, your nest egg, what I would re refer to as a bucket of retirement money, into a bucket of investment real estate money. But I get it. You're going to be lured into it. Person I work with on Cron4 television asked me yesterday, what do I think of Dogecoin? Dogecoin, a poor man's Bitcoin. I think I just said it right there, a poor man's Bitcoin. If you can't afford Bitcoin, go after Dogecoin. Do I think it goes higher? Yeah, because Elon Musk is talking stupid stuff about it. I like Elon Musk on so many levels. I don't know if he should be the investment advisor to the average person when it comes to speculative investments. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because if you want to own Bitcoin, I've, I'm, I'm on record of saying it could be 1% of your portfolio easily. Does it need to be 50%? No, because that tells me you're swinging for the fence. And last time I watched Sammy Sousa, remember when the attorney general referred to Sammy Sousa as Sammy Sousa? Um, just telling you again that People who work in Washington are out of touch with the world. I like Sammy Shusha. Uh, he struck out more than he had home runs. In his career stat line, yeah, the, the home runs look great because they were juiced, but the strikeouts were even bigger. And I just caution you, Rachel Richards is beautiful, and she wears black well, and she's got a beautiful necklace on, and she's got flawless skin. But just because she says you should go out and buy your first duplex doesn't mean you should go out and buy your first duplex until you're financially stable and ready to do it and to weather good times and bad times. Do you know what's beautiful about my 25-year career in radio and television when it comes to finance? It's probably been 23 up years. It's pretty easy for me to be a, a guy who comes to the bat and, and gets on base. It's not like I'm I'm – telling you like, okay, we're going to go into a building and shoot people. There's terrorists in the building. I'm not putting you in danger when the market's up 23 out of the 25 years. The people who are putting you in danger are the Rachel Richards of the world. And again, I mean no disrespect when I say that, but when she doesn't know you and she tells you you should be doing passive income and you should be buying duplexes, and there's a huge difference between Texas, Georgia, West Virginia, California. You get the idea, right? What did those different images uh, push you towards? West Virginia, you're like, I think Loretta Lynn was coal miner's daughter. That's the only thing I know about Loretta Lynn. The national flower or the state flower of West Virginia insult coming in threes, two, 
one is a satellite dish. How can you tell a rich family in West Virginia they got two cars up on jacks? I'll be here all night. Let's try it. Don't, don't try the veal. Don't tip your waiters or waitresses, right? But you got to be careful because these are the emails that I get from people that, that go, okay, you can do it if you want to, but, and it's always that but. And remember the phrase that pays. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we would have. Again, I'm not telling you not to do it. I own rental real estate, and I can be honest, eh, it's kind of mad to me. You've heard my rental real estate story, I believe, where one of the first people I ever rented to looked like me. It was a young couple, and my uh, property manager's like, they're a young couple. Her daddy's a priest. He's going to co-sign. They have awful credit, but they both have jobs. And I'll be honest with you, they didn't both have jobs. And I'll be honest with you, the guy was violently insane. And he called me in the middle of the night and said things like, oh, I would have sent your rent on time, but my business partner was killed. No, he wasn't killed. He was stuffed in the trunk of a car. And the sheriff said it was suicide. How many people get stuffed in trunks of cars and it's suicide? And I'm like, I don't need to know this information. It sounds like a bad episode on Netflix. Just pay your rent on time. Because it was stressful for me. I, I didn't have the funds to cover a couple months of a, a loser creating crazy scenarios. Told me I should sell all my oil stocks because he was working on a nuclear fusion concept that was going to change the world. And that's why his partner was killed. Long story short, it took months to get him out. And when I went to clean up the place, there was fecal matter on the wall. Yeah, Rachel, I get it. Owning a duplex sounds great. But the reality is it doesn't always. Just be cautious. We have one chance in life. And we get hopefully to be born as cows or something like that. Little Rem. (laughs) I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Taylor Swift set to relaunch a re-recorded music of her career as she's trying to take back her master's. There's a business lesson there. There's a business lesson in Disney's earnings tonight that we're watching more streaming during a pandemic. And for some way, some shape, somehow, some form, we no longer care that they're not releasing movies in movie theaters. We no longer care that people aren't going to the theme parks. We no longer care that people aren't getting on Disney cruises and paying way too much money. Or going to the Olani in Hawaii and have their kids eat breakfast with Mickey Mouse costing $200. All we care about is streaming. I love the stories on Wall Street on a regular basis. Playboy is coming public again and again. A a couple of years ago, I remember Hugh Hefner was dying. The stock, they're shutting down the mansion. And it was a publicly traded company where we're like, well, the internet killed that company. If you want to see nude people, it's pretty easy in this day and age to find them on the internet. Whereas the eight-year-old Rob Black probably said, Wait, my dad's got magazines. They're they're right next to his bed. Let me let me go get them. I'll get some cigarettes too. Now it's just I'm gonna go get on Google and close my bedroom door. That's what the eight year old Rob Black is right now. Just so you know, 
but they're coming public again. And what was interesting about Playboy is it was an easy company for me to explain to you some business lessons. First and foremost, you know, circulation, subscriptions. Wall Street loves subscriptions. When they're trending higher, Wall Street hates subscriptions when they're trending lower. AOL, we've got 1 million people signed up per month, 2 million people, 10 million people, 15. And as an investor, I made money on every single round number. So Playboy taught me a lot of lessons as a man. No. As an investor, yes. Um, digitization, Napster. Napster killed the music industry on a lot of levels. I was looking at the finances of Spotify. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, is this an investment idea? Yes, no, maybe so kind of thing. And there's no money in streaming. There's no money in streaming. Like, it's, it's such a tight margin business. It's literally about getting the next million to sign up so everything pushes to your bottom line. And once you get a mature market like North America, is there any more that you can get? And that's why they're going after podcasts. If they can send you a subscription, $5 a month, $2 a month, $1 a month, $10 a month, it's all about subscriptions. Subscriptions aren't a bad way to approach Wall Street. Now, Playboy also taught me a couple more things. Licensing. You know that little bunny with a bow tie? I don't know. It's kind of freakish, right? You'd see women in the 1970s and Playboy clubs dress up as lingerie wearing bustier slash rabbit ears. And they're like, let's let's take those rabbit ears and put them on slot machines in Vegas. And MGM could pay us money so that when you go to Vegas and you want to be a high roller, you're in the Playboy club. You're, you're pulling the wheel because your hot chicks are going to show up on your your slot machine, right? I'm, I'm behaving. I'm behaving. What I'm trying to get at is that bunny is licensed. Qualcomm has a patent, and they've tried to patent everything. Uh, Qualcomm probably has a patent on phones that go really fast, phones that turn on and off fast, phones that send signals fast, phones that send pictures fast, phones that send uh, audio fast. And they license those patents to people like Apple and Google who go out and make phones. That's what the Playboy Bunny taught me is that they somehow could be in Macau or somehow in Latin America. If you've ever been maybe in Mexico on a vacation and you're in a cab and the cab's got Playboy mud flaps, and you're like, well, that's pretty 1980s of you. <coughs> Excuse me, I got the COVID-19. Actually, no, I don't have the COVID-19. Don't feel bad for me. It's just the black lung. Um, but licensing is a very profitable business. So we learned two things from that company very early in our life. Subscriptions, Wall Street loves. And when Playboy stopped getting them, their stock went to zero. And licensing can only get you so far. And you can only count on it for so long, but it's wildly profitable when you have it. So I own shares of Qualcomm. They've got a lot of 5G technology. It's my second play on 5G behind shares of Apple. Apple's my first. I'm looking into a couple third and fourth investments that I need to be very careful on what I say, but like there's some cell tower companies that are out there and these are much more conservative. They're not aggressive like Apple, they're not growth oriented like Apple and they're not aggressive like Qualcomm licensing technology. I fear for Qualcomm because Apple once said, we're not going to use your modems. You're charging us too much for your intellectual property. 
We're not going to use them. Sorry. Bye. Hasta la vista. Hey, Intel, we'll use your stuff. And they were never going to use Intel's because Intel's modems and, and technology on 5G were crap compared to Qualcomm's. So they get a court. Qualcomm goes, rubble, 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 rubble. Apple goes, rubble, 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 rubble. We don't believe in, in – ultimately, Qualcomm won a couple billion dollars from Apple on past licensing, and they made good. They shook hands. They said, okay, let's work together for five more years, but then after that, we'll figure it out. There's no chance on the planet Apple's going to work with Qualcomm in five years. Apple has already shown like, oh, you make semiconductors, we'll put them in our phone, and now we make semiconductors. Oh, you make discrete logic chips? Now we're making discrete logic chips. It's not exactly a genius move by Apple. It's just copy the partners that are putting this stuff in their phones. So you need to be a little bit careful with licensing, right? So my next 5G play is going to be on the conservative side. And it may be cell phone towers where those modems and those receivers and those transmitters go up so that your phone works a little bit faster, a little bit sweeter, a little bit nicer. So that companies like Verizon and AT&T can say, hey, you want to sign up for a new plan? We got 5G towers everywhere. Um, the tower companies are really dividend companies. So in the world of investments, there's hyper-growth stocks. We all know them. There's growth stocks. There's growth in income stocks. So they're growing a little bit slower than a growth stock, way slower than a hyper-growth stock. But they're also giving you a little bit in income. And then there's flat-out income stocks. Um, and I think having a portfolio of all four kind of makes sense when you're younger. And as you get old, because the income stocks, when you're younger and you have a bad year on Wall Street, somehow, some way, some shape, some form, if you bought the right ones, paid you 3 to 4%. So the market may be down 20%, but those companies deposited 3 to 4% of your, your investment back into cash. So... We haven't had a lot of years where we can say those income stocks really bailed you out, didn't they, Rob? When you're in a market that goes up 23 out of 25 years, you're, you're kind of like, sweet. And it hasn't gone up 23 out of 25 years, but it felt like it because certain sectors of Wall Street have gone up. Growth has been a very good place to be with the dawn of the age of Aquarius. No, with the dawn of the Internet. And then there was the dawn of social media. Now to get to your social media and through your internet, we got 5G to get us there faster. At some point in time, a lot of these technology stocks will become commodities in your life. Electricity used to be a hot and sexy investment. Oil used to be a hot and sexy investment. Electric vehicles are a hot and sexy vehicle, uh, investment. Playboy was the original lifestyle brand. It was the adult Disney. That's my favorite quote so far about Playboy coming, uh, going from private to public again. I have no interest in knowing in it. I'm not going to do a titillating show. I'm not going to talk about, did you know my first wife was in Playboy? Zooby, zooby, zoo. Um, yeah, I got that on my resume, and that marriage lasted under a year. I do not advise anyone ever go after that pursuit. So the new look, I don't believe it. I'm not going to buy into it. But publicly traded again, ticker symbol PLBY, PLBY. And the phrase from an analyst that said Playboy was the original lifestyle brand, it was the adult Disney. 
I'm like, I can't make that jump. I can't make that jump. When they went private, it was considered a steal because it's such a brand name. And anytime I say the word playboy, it's going to draw an image in your head, whether you're a 35-year-old man, whether you're a 55-year-old woman. Maybe to an eight-year-old child, they don't know any sort of image towards gaming and lifestyle, casinos. There's actually a furniture collection on Wayfair that is all about the Playboy lifestyle. There's beauty and grooming products. You should use this gel that has a Playboy bunny on it. There's a fragrance line with Cody, which is a whole nother Taylor Swift conversation that I don't want to have right now about the celebrity fragrances. And Cody, C-O-T-Y, is a play on licensing celebrity images. So you can smell just like Justin Timberlake. I want a licensed teenage boy that smells awful like teenage boys. Somehow it tells me it's not going to sell well except for Christmas as a gag gift. Maybe you can call it like the Jonah Hill. Jonah. Smells 28% of teenage boy and 72% of manly musk who hasn't showered in four days. Cody is an investment. C-O-T-Y. And they license celebrities into fragrances that you buy at CVS when you have nothing else to get anyone for a stocking stuffer at Christmas time. You go, let's buy the Taylor Swift perfume. That's an investment tied towards licensing. Crazy, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing. Thanks for listening to the show. One of the things I think you need to be worried about are we're buying the dip again. Now, again, I'm not going to get all that worried about it because I'm 95, 96% fully invested personally. I got maybe 4 to 5% cash. I don't know, maybe 3%. Depends on the day with the market, but it's somewhere around that area. I have some investment ideas. They are skewing on the conservative side. It's tough for me to chase something like a Disney. I own Disney, but when it goes from 90 bucks a share to 180, I don't chase. I wait till you hate it and are selling it. Typically, I can't say that's always the truth, but that's what I want to do. 793,000 Americans filed new unemployment claims for the week ending February 6th. Um, results were more than expected, but it's at a five-week low. So that's one of those good news, bad news. It's the old one-handed economist where we wish we knew only one-handed economists so they wouldn't say, well, on one hand, it's at a five-week low, but on the other hand, it was higher than expected. Ah! <laughs> Just give me an honest answer is what you want. And sometimes there aren't honest answers. So markets are buying on the dip again. At some point in time, I expected there to be a healthy correction that a lot of people lose money in. The traders who are short-term speculative suddenly realized their term wasn't that short or wasn't as long as they wanted it to be. 
that bleeds over to the people who are like, well, I'm really not able to handle a 10% down move, but I wanted a 20% up move, which bleeds over to selling in other areas. It'll be the traders that are hurt the most because they're the most short term when a correction comes. And again, I'm not saying one's, one's going to come. It's just we're due. But that's like saying we're due for an earthquake. Will it come? I don't know. I'm not going to call down to the tectonic plates. Hey, tectonic plates, are you moving or not? Should I be worried? Or how stressed do you feel on tectonic plate? They're not going to tell me. It's just going to hit. That's the same thing that's going to happen with a market correction. And then when in hindsight, we're going to go, oh, we knew it. It's been 30 years since we've had a big shaker. <clears throat> we knew it was coming. Why weren't we ready for it? <laughs> same thing on Wall Street's going to happen. At some point in time, it'll be a 5 to 10% correction. And that may shake out a lot of the day traders. Because those positions that they wanted to move up 100% are suddenly pulling back 40%. And on the growth stocks that they wanted to move up 100% over 5 to 10 years, suddenly they're pulling back 20%. I look at really good market corrections, buying opportunities on my favorite stocks. So I have a list of favorite stocks. I know you're saying, can I have it? No. Because what works for me won't necessarily work for you. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying I don't know you. Did you know I hate broccoli? You may love broccoli. Did you know I hate yellow mustard? <clears throat> you may love yellow mustard. I had a brother that made me eat a bologna sandwich with mustard as a child. My parents went out on a date or something like that, and he, he sat me down. He's like, you're going to eat this. I'm like, I'm not going to eat it. And I cried my eyes out. To this day, I can't stand the taste of yellow mustard. I'm not against the mustard spice. I just don't like that horrible product that they sell at grocery stores. I know you're saying you're kidding, right? No, I have no flavor, no taste for it any way, shape or form. And again, that will happen on Wall Street on some way, some shape, some form. So the correction is going to come <clears throat> when it does have a list of great stocks. I'm not saying it's going to come because I can't call down to tectonic plates. But when it does come, have a list of stocks that you like. And what I like doesn't necessarily mean what you'll like. For instance, I'll give you an example. I can't buy or sell it for three days when I say this. And I hate this. Comcast. I hate Comcast. I love Comcast. One of the things I love about Comcast, they've raised prices during a pandemic. One of the things I love about Comcast is that we learned during the pandemic, we really need them to educate our kids at school. And we really need them for our Zoom meetings. I'm not a cat. I love that. Thank good golly that lawyer had, you know, a good internet connection so we could see him as a cat. It's my new favorite thing. I want to go on Zoom calls as a cat now. Don't we all want to do that? Hold on, Judge. I'll, I'll, I got to fix these settings. My kid put a filter on my Zoom. I, I may do a show as a cat one day and talk to you all about investing in cat-like toys and websites like Chewy that – no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what would my name be? Kitty Kitty? We all know my dog's name is 0110110. Um, what would my cat – oh, you know, do you ever wonder – does anyone remember my cat's name? There's the big question for you. Rob Black had a cat. That I got when I broke up with a girlfriend. 
she wanted to go out and date and I wanted to be a stay at home, stay home body. So I got the cat. She got to go out and date. What was Rob Black's cat's name? He brought that said cat to California with him when he left Washington, D.C., East Coast, New York, trading, investing, Wall Street to come to the West Coast. What was Rob Black's cat's name? Uh, Alex, I don't know. Is that a good answer? It was Kit Kat. So if I ever do a show, I'm going to be known as Kit Kat Black. Why was my cat named Kit Kat? Because they say cats can hear the word, the sound K really well. And I would say, Kit Kat. She would jump on my lap and calm me down. <laughs> I'm going to shut up because I'm sounding really weird. More Americans filed new jobless claims than expected. Yay! No, that's a boo. Except for it's a yay because it keeps interest rates low and it tells us we want stimulus. Yay! Stimulus equals a higher stock market. But long-term stimulus equals inflation. Boo! There's a little bit of juggling that you have to go through. But Comcast raises prices during the pandemic. Rob Black loves companies that raise prices. I, I You don't, but I do. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Kit Kat Black and me. Out.